Hey, welcome to the program, Saturday Mornings, MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm your host, Ron Young, and today I'm joined by a couple of colleagues of mine who I love being around because they're full of knowledge and full of excitement. So this is going to be a great show today. Over uh, beside me, I have Garrett King, Thamesford's native son. (laughs) Can we say it like that? (laughs) You can do whatever you'd like. (laughs) It's great to have you on the program, Garrett. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yes. good, Good weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been great so far. Yeah, good. Excellent. And we have Rebecca Livingstone, which listeners may remember as Rebecca Vukan, but she got married. So there you go. Goodbye, last name. Goodbye. Rebecca, how are Goodbye, you doing? Goodbye, easy speaking last name. So much easier. <laughs> this is a little bit better, a little bit more comfortable for you, I'm sure. Uh, when my wife married me, her maiden name is Romine. R-O-M-I-J-N, and she was very happy to take Young, Y-O-U-N-G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much easier. <laughs> Way easier. So we have a lot going on at MedPoint. Uh, you know, I was in Tilsonburg uh, this past week, uh, and we had all the cardiology equipment being dropped off there. And it was really exciting because we got to hook up the uh, cardiology treadmill. We got to uh, kind of uncase the computer systems and stuff like that because we are... Uh, doing cardiology consults currently, but we're looking to do a lot more stress tests and stuff like that in the Tilsonburg area. So the Tilsonburg gym and clinic opens up a lot of potential in that area. Garrett, I'm going to pick on you since your first time being on the show. Sure. Being from a small town, talk about the value in having access to specialists and stuff like that, because when you're referred by a doctor, a lot of times you're waiting, waiting, waiting uh, for the big city to call your name. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, anyway, go, go ahead. Tell us a bit about the value that that brings. Being yeah, so from it's, a small town. it's nice to kind of bring that all together. And then uh, you kind of have that area where everybody you know can kind of center around that. And then you can kind of relate to each other. Yeah. Um, you know, being from a small town like that where uh, you have all that brought to you. Um, you know, it's just kind of cool to be able to... Uh, have that in a small town like that. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. And hopefully we'll get a lot more referrals pumped through there and uh, it'll relieve wait times for, for sure, not yeah. only Tilsonburg. Yep. But also surrounding areas. There's a lot of uh, smaller towns around that area as well that we'll be Ta- able to go there name as well. Drop, name drop some small towns because you know oh. the area. He, being from Thamesford. Yeah, I'm a what, little ways from Tilsonburg, but... What other small towns would benefit from um, From Tilsonburg, you have Delhi and Simcoe. Uh, Milverton, obviously Ingersoll, Thamesford. Um, nice. I don't know. There's quite a few around. Those are a few off the top of my head that are pretty close by. But Well, shout outs to those towns. And if you're listening right now and you're from one of the towns that uh, Garrett was dropping, uh, you know, give us a call. We got the we got the phone systems all set up there. We have the email info at medpoint.ca. You can come on down and see the clinic for yourself. We love giving tours. Maybe it's fitness you want to be a part of. Maybe you want to join one of our programs and exercise with a kinesiologist. That'd be fantastic. If you're from that area, you want to check that out because it's going to be awesome and it's going to unlock a lot of uh, you know, potential in that area for people who have been waiting a long time for specialists and, and, and stuff like that. So we got gynecology, cardiology, we got physiatry operating out of there two days a week. Rebecca, let's talk about you because you're at Tilsonburg, what is it, once a month? I'm starting out with once, but it's already grown to twice a month with cool. the, uh, all the interest. So Tilsonburg has been really good to me. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy to see people in, in those areas as well. It's the same location, all in one package. Perfect. So. 
And it's a it's another good thing to know that Rebecca does do Skype and and consults like that, right? Yeah, or over the phone or whatever people are comfortable with. There's lots of different ways you can connect. You don't if you can't make it out in person. So yeah, yeah just uh, reach out and we can talk. That's great. Cool. I feel like it's like midpoints becoming accessible for like just about everybody. So whatever excuse you may have. Uh, guess what? We're gonna we're gonna make sure that health comes to you. So we're happy to be offering that in the Tilsonburg area. Let's talk a little bit about the West Five uh, River Bend location because that's a new fitness facility that we opened up, and it's a lot of fun. Garrett, you actually train there. I see you in the mornings. Yes, yeah, I'm there uh, three days a week in the mornings. It's a really nice facility, lots of new equipment and all that kind of stuff. So excellent, really and, cool. And Rebecca, you're doing consults out of there as well. So. Yeah, just a reminder, I'm not sure if we mentioned already, but I'm the dietitian with MedPoint, and so oh, right. I, I do make my way out to, basically, I try to service people whatever is most convenient, so I've cool. also been privileged to make use of the, the beautiful uh, West 5 location as of right now. It's nice and bright, nice natural. Yeah, it's really developing in that area, eh? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's you know, really cool. Very fitting that I have both of you on the show today, and you have uh, definitely have a part to say about uh, the new facilities, and that's great. So look forward to that. If you have any questions, please go on online, go on our website, medpoint.ca. You can check out our programs. You can browse around, send us in a contact form, book a tour, and we will take you around and show you our facilities. Rebecca, I wanted you on this program For a good reason, because I saw this one article and it really stuck out to me. And it was, is 13 too young for a diet? Yes. (laughs) Yes, let's end the program right there, right? (laughs) I see the answer. (laughs) Um, This article came up uh, last week, I believe, and it was just about the Weight Watchers campaign um, to give away free memberships to individuals ages 13 to 17 in a really unique turn of events to say, look, if you're between these ages and overweight, hey, you might want to try dieting. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with that? Just, I know there's probably a lot, you're going to blow it up, but tell me just uh, your initial reaction when you saw that article. My heart sinks when I see stuff like this because really early age body dysmorphia and you know people trying to manipulate the way they're eating or exercising to change the way they look at such a young age that just makes my heart sink because we're just setting these young people up for a life of cyclical this cyclical process and dieting the rise in diet products and programs over the last 20 years they've exponentially increased but as have obesity rates and as have uh, rates of disordered eating. And right. we already have to be mindful of us, you know, perhaps you're an adult who's listening. If you have kids or young adults, they're, they're watching you, right? Um, so even if, you know, we are role modeling a lot of dieting behavior, like they're watching that. So mm-hmm. we don't really need to take it yeah. to another level where we're starting to say, yeah, come on and join us, like the full open invitation, because um, I really do not believe that that is um, translating to a, a healthy relationship right, with food sure. or a healthy body weight in the future. Dieting, it does not work in the long run. Right. Garrett, did you have anything to chime in there? No, I was uh, taking. I don't have in, anything eh? to say at all. Yeah, just yeah. taking in. That was a lot of information at once. Yeah, no, it's good information though because Rebecca, you're right. I mean, 
you're going to confuse kids. I mean, a lot of people are going to say, look, they're 13. They can kind of choose the path that they want to take. But be mindful of this. When stuff like energy drinks and, uh, you know, just, just terrible junk foods and stuff like that are available to these kids, yet, you know, we're putting uh, age restrictions on alcohol smoking and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I not to compare apples to apples here or anything like that, but childhood obesity, childhood rates of diabetes are way on the rise, and it's just creating... Uh, you know, now now we're giving them access to these kinds of products and now we're telling them to diet with these kind of products and do this and that. And the other thing, it leaves a lot of confusion, I think, in, in the whole uh, food industry. Mm-hmm. And when you have people pushing products, trying to make a buck, of course, they're going to just want the sale. They don't care about the after effects that you have to now suffer from diabetes. They still want you drinking their products, right? Absolutely. And I think what we need to distinguish is I'm not trying to advocate for, you know, the lack of nutrition education for young adults. That is extremely important. And one of the most important key pieces of that, which I think we need to really focus our energy and resources on as healthcare providers and as parents, is we need to make sure our kids understand how to cook. Yes. Because they're yeah. leaving the house without any kind of knowledge on how to use a pan, how to, th- <laughs> you know, we need to make sure they leave the house with at least five to 10 solid recipes they can make for themselves. Because if they don't know how to cook, of course, they're going to rely on convenience foods and, and this and that and the other. We, you know, the pros are you you save tons of money mm-hmm. and you, you have so much more um, options for, you know, using more whole ingredients and whatnot. And, you know, it who doesn't want a, you know, a partner who knows how to cook that it's like right. a really attractive yeah. thing, right? To these young, <laughs> yeah. you know, soon to be, you know, maybe thinking in the years of getting married. And I mean, I love that my husband cooks and I had to teach him. I wish yeah. that uh, he knew a little bit younger. I, I probably <laughs> cook about 75% of the food in our house, I would say. I mean, dinners. Like I'm, I'm at work throughout the week. But um, Garrett, when we were talking about this article first off, the, the idea came in your head that, you know what? You've coached lots of youth. Yep. You've coached kids who are these ages that uh, Weight Watchers was trying to target, 13, 14, 15. And, um, you know, you're kind of saying, well, it's a reasonable thing for them to have to alter their diets. For sure. Now, if you want to touch on that, maybe what they were doing. but Yeah, so that's kind of more the athletic population. I think there's kind of a fine line between a strict diet where you're totally manipulating everything they're eating compared to just kind of Eating healthy and, stuff and like that. yeah, kind of taking care of yourself and eating in a healthy way. So I think there's kind of a fine line there where you can kind of, uh, you know, eat healthy, take care of yourself, understand the benefits of what you're eating and that type of thing. Um, but when you're going as far as totally, if the goal is weight loss, diet, that's yeah. where I have the problem with at that age. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, great points because I didn't want, the reason I brought it up was because I didn't want a whole bunch of hockey moms and dads yeah, calling us Or just us athletes saying, in general. Or dieting is, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, nutrition education is is definitely important and, and okay. Yeah. And we, we definitely want our youth to understand that. But there's a difference between a healthy diet and, um, you know, a quote unquote, the dieting culture where it's all about, I want to look this way and I want to be this shape and I want to yeah. lose these pounds, right? Yeah. There's a difference between health and then the size of you. Well, and we've, we've turned diet, like diet into a verb. You're dieting now. It's not mm-hmm. like a, your diet is what you eat on a daily basis. Now we're, well, I'm dieting. So that means my objective through eating is something, you know, 
instead of just the whole encompassing word. Right, definitely. Weird. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, we have to take a quick commercial break, but more MedPoint Health Half Hour on CFPL 980 uh, coming up. All right, I want to welcome everybody back to the program. Saturday mornings, 10 a.m., MedPoint Health Half Hour. It is a pleasure to be on the radio here talking to you about all things fitness, nutrition related. And I'm here with Garrett King. Hello there. Kinesiology team member. Yes. Great to have you on board. Great to be here. Yeah. And Rebecca Livingstone, our MedPoint's own dietitian. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, when we left from the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, when is too young to be dieting? And, and we threw around a, a few different ideas and, and kind of kiboshed the whole idea that, look, individuals who are younger than 17 shouldn't really be wrapped up in this whole dieting world right now because they're a little bit too young, naive to it, unless you're training specifically for a sport or some sort of thing like that. Yes, we were talking about kind of the fine line between, you know, sticking to a strict diet compared to just, um, you know, healthy living and staying to just a overall healthy diet. So yeah. kind of finding the line between that, obviously at a young age, you don't want to um, totally be manipulating the diet. Um, yeah. But obviously there's a difference if you're an athlete or um, anything like that. You just want to be able to, you know, keep a healthy lifestyle, healthy diet yeah. uh, rather than totally a strict diet. I agree with that. And the one thing, uh, Rebecca, you had mentioned was uh, just about making sure it's well-rounded, making sure that, you know, the parents are a really good influence. And I really like that point because you're absolutely 100% correct. I, You know, having kids and having kids now that can speak for themselves I know firsthand that uh, they will watch what I do. They'll, you know, be curious about what I'm doing. And if I'm showing them true enjoyment in eating, in preparing the food, in in even taking them grocery shopping, I always take my kids grocery shopping. I get them to help put stuff in the cart, understanding the importance of nutrition. Uh, You you know, monkey see, monkey do. They're going to do what you do. That's right. And uh, it's so true. So make sure anybody listening right now who has children, be a good example for our youth today with diabetes, childhood diabetes on the rise with cardiovascular disease rates uh, skyrocketing in our healthcare system in a state of crisis. We need to right the ship. And if you're uh, sending your kids into icebergs, I mean, we're, we're doing the wrong thing here. Rebecca, Let's talk a little bit about this one article that I saw about weight loss being finicky. And they were kind of comparing carbs, fats, DNA. What they found was that the weight loss averaged about 13 pounds over a year. Loss, that is. Regardless of genes, insulin levels, or diet types. Now, what they did was they took 600 overweight adults who underwent genetic and insulin testing before randomly assigned to a reduced fat or carbohydrate intake. So basically, hey, we're measuring out your food. You're going to take part in this uh, research study. You know, you're not going to be told what diet you're getting or whatever, but you're going to make sure your portion qualities uh, or quantities are controlled. What they found was 13 pounds over the year just because they're eating less, you know? What does that say to you? What does it say to, you know, in, in, in going off what we were talking about at the start of the show, complex world, dieting, we're not sure which way to turn all the time to lose weight. 
Well, maybe the easiest thing to do is just to watch how much we're eating. Yeah. So I think this the the thing that I appreciate about seeing evidence like this is that it demonstrates that there is no silver bullet. There's no one simple answer for remove this and your problems are solved. It it does come back to that it's ultimately about you know, if you eat a reduced caloric diet, no matter what your macro breakup breakdown is, if you can do that consistently, mm-hmm. you'll see results. So, yeah. you know, there's no, whether people claim low carb, high protein, low fat, as long as the ultimate caloric reduction is equivalent, mm-hmm. you're all going to be successful. But you have to ask yourself, can I do this in the long term? Right. And a lot of the times when we endeavor to start making changes to our to our eating habits, we jump to these extremes, which are impossible to maintain. Because, right. you know, if you're ever suffering with what you end up putting on your plate, if you're if you're depriving yourself, becoming this diet martyr, you're not going to keep up with that. So, you know, you have to always ask yourself, is this something I can sustain? Because if it is, then you'll see results. Yeah. That's a good point. And uh, the other thing in this article that I really loved, and this is what we do, Garrett, Rebecca, this is our jobs. Education. Participants had to undergo 22 health education classes during the study. So it's not, hey, you're going to eat a whole whole bunch less. Uh, We're going to control your calories here. But you know what? You're also going to take classes to understand the importance as to why this is happening. Uh, Health classes to understand the importance of proper nutrition. Health classes to understand the importance of disease prevention. So right there, not only are you uh, helping people by removing the roadblocks of, uh, you know, cooking over consumption and stuff like that, but now you're giving them feedback and health lessons to say, you need to put this into practice going forward. Why in our country where we're in a health crisis, are we failing in this regard? I think that a lot of the answers, it's not that we lack motivation. We're not suddenly like lazier or less motivated than our grandparents were. We live in a very different world. Right. And our our environmental triggers nudge us towards making consistently less healthy decisions about our activity level or our eating choices. It's been coined an obesogenic environment. So we live where you can get food anywhere. Mm -hmm. You have a desk job where you sit. Um, Everyone's all about the career, working through lunch, working 10-hour days. I'm too tired to go to the gym or... You know, I we're we're more feeling more isolated. We're at mm. home. We're sitting online. We're not seeing people anymore. All of these little things they compile, right? There's no one simple um, problem that's caused all of these issues. It's it's we're living in a very different world. Right. Well, how do we go about educating people more so? Because Garrett, you could probably attest to this being you know fairly fresh out of school. If you didn't have the university education that you do. What would you know about health, fitness, dieting? Yeah, that's a really good point because without that, like, um, I don't feel like I would, you know, be looking up nutrition facts and looking up all this stuff online by myself. Um, In school, you know, it's kind of given to you like that. And I think that uh, at a younger age, especially, it's important to be learning all this through school and, um, you know, learning different ways to, um, you know, maintain a healthy diet through a busy life and that type of thing and making... Uh, you know, a good diet, a priority in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, well, rather than putting school or work or anything else before, um, 
you know, a healthy diet and yeah. physical activity and that type of thing. Well, we're raised on these ideas too, right? Like you can agree with that. I mean, somebody in your family has cooked, you know, pork chops for every day for dinner because that's what their their mom told them to do or their yeah. dad told them to do. So now all of a sudden you bring that into your family. I encourage everybody with an open mind, learn about the nutrition facts, try different things, and make sure that you are in control of what you're eating, not what Rebecca was talking about, the ease of convenience here, putting your trust into McDonald's and Harvey's and all that, just because why? You can save yourself 20 minutes? Mm -hmm. In in a world where we spend... Goodness knows how long on Facebook, three hours a day on Facebook. Certainly for your health, uh, you can spend a little bit of time in the kitchen. Yeah. We would die for our family members. Why don't we also cook for them? Ooh, very good, good point. point. <laughs> I feel like that should that should be on the next round of uh, that one hit deep. commercials. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, you know, it, it's... It is about setting good example. It is about educating because, you know, as we were talking about, Garrett, people are leaving high school unequipped. Absolutely. So they're, that's, yep. they're basing their knowledge off of what their family knew. So if grandma said her shortbread cookies were, you know, good for you, and that's all yep. you know, and it's not necessarily your fault it's it, you're naive to other things you're you or maybe you're not given the knowledge uh, to to succeed in those areas so coming out of high school like uh, you know maybe I'm naive to it but I don't know a lot of government programs that educate kids in in these ways and and people are so busy earning a degree and and working for a living that Mm -hmm. maybe they don't seek this knowledge. Well, that's why it's a shame that, you know, Jim, I don't know if this is true, but is Jim still required in high school or is it only after grade nine? I'm honestly not sure. I know that they were talking about it kind of. As a kind of more of like, you can do it if you want. Well, that and home ec. Like, I know everyone loves to joke about Jim and home ec and, oh, they're so easy. But you, you know, it's, it's still setting kind of a tone for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. Like you you want to make sure you understand at least some basic activities you can do that might still be fun if you don't have a team sport you play. Mm-hmm, what if you're more mm-hmm. of an independent? So you maybe want to understand how to use some of the equipment at the gym and high yeah. school is a great place to do that or you know they should have home ec, right? I know yeah, that sure. all yep. young adults always joke about how we would have loved to learn how to even do our taxes. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> another like area that right? it's not yeah. very well emphasized through high school and such. Yeah, and we all know those kids in high school that are always, you know, in the tech programs or take take their minimum requirements of their electives and stuff just to get through high school, right? But right. I think if they're forced to take more classes, like more gym classes, health classes, life prep, even it's if they, life prep. yeah, even <laughs> even if they, you know, don't like it and they're, you know, they just kind of get through it. At least, hopefully, they're taking something from that mm-hmm. they can take home into their daily life. Well, our um, school system is a part of our environment, right? And if they are, if it's required to have certain courses, that's still sending a message, right? Exactly. It's like yeah. this yep. is important, and you know, if it's not, if it's not necessary, well, it kind of sends the message that well, maybe it's not so important. Yeah, exactly. We all like we don't all like to sit through math class in high school and elementary school and stuff, but uh, you, you know we have to to get through it, right? Yeah. So I think that we should be making health and fitness um, More kind of a priority, priority. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like uh, I think people are going to take more from that, and hopefully, yeah. Um, well, you know, kids are, kids become healthier. Yeah. I know we got to wrap up the program team, but uh, it's been a pleasure to have you both on here with me. 
this is exactly why we're in the business that we're in, okay? Uh, you know what? If you want to be educated on fitness, come see me and Garrett in the gym. If you want to know how to eat better, go on a grocery store tour, or perhaps be a better influence to your family and friends, go see Rebecca. Uh, she can talk to you. We're all in a non-judgmental environment. Absolutely, yeah. We see health uh, at all stages, and we encourage you to come in no matter what stage you're at. I've had athletes come in for that extra little bit of training. I've had somebody who's 55 years old with cardiovascular disease come in wanting to, to fix the the problem. And you know what? Kudos to them because that's what's going to make the uh, the change, putting in the effort, making the commitment, and doing something for yourself every day that helps you towards your health goals. That's all the time we have for today. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Of course, you can always check out our website, medpoint.ca, if you want more information. You can call us, 519-432-1919, and uh, you can book in a tour. We'd love to see you come down to MedPoint. That's all the time we have for today. Hope you have a great weekend. Bye. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.